It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. To Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Uh, joining us now is Daryl Gibson. G'day, mate. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. Story, mate. What did you uh, What did you make of that battle at uh, the Garden of Eden on the weekend? Uh, she was a rip roar, wasn't she? One of the one of the best games of the weekend. Oh, absolutely. I thought it was a um, pulsating game. You know, certainly belied the fact that it was only a round four um, fixture. Certainly had a lot of meaning on it, and you could see, you know, the way that the Crusaders approached the game. Um, you know, they really went out there and really wanted the game. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Gibbo. Good to hear from you, mate. Um, on that, when you look at it over the 80 minutes, where ultimately did they win that game, the Crusaders? Defence, attack, a combination of both? Yeah, I think, um, you know, from a coaching point of view, I think they went out with a clear plan. You know, obviously last year in the final, again, I thought they just outsmarted the Blues in terms of their game plan and how they wanted to win the game. In particular, I thought, they, again, they did a, a fantastic job on the Blues line-out disrupted, um, did a good job on at scrum time. But in particular, I thought defensively, uh, they shut down uh, those Blues edges. And, uh, you know, when they can do that with sustained pressure, I thought it was uh, an outstanding effort from the, from the Crusaders and typical of their grit and determination, which, um, you know, ultimately got them through in the end. Uh, Daryl, we were talking uh, well, last week about the injuries, uh, particularly in the midfield backs that the Crusaders had. You know, no good you, no Harvey, etc. Uh, and Justin was was a little bit worried going into the game against the Blues about what they were going to do in that place. And they, they they unearthed a guy called Dallas McLeod, who we haven't seen a whole heap of, but he I thought he had a great game. What do what do you know about Dallas, and what did you make of his uh, his stint in that game? Yeah, obviously there were a number of characters I thought really had breakout performances in the weekend. Um, obviously Dallas for once, we've seen him a lot in ITM Cup, um, plugging away for Canterbury, um, but he was outstanding on the night. And then also for me, Fergus Burke, I know he's playing out of position at, at 15. Again, um, you know, entered the back line well, um, set up two nice tries on the, on the edges there. So I thought he, um, for me, the, the unsung sort of heroes for the Crusaders were were those um, squad players that really stepped up when they needed to. So um, impressive. We've got a text that's actually come through that I'll put uh, the question to both of you. Uh, Andy has sent us a text, and he said, great game on the weekend, guys. thought both teams gave it everything. It was an absolute spectacle. Listened to a podcast recently with Goldie and JK. They thought the gap between Super Rugby and International Rugby is now bigger than it has been in the past, and also wants to get your thoughts on Freddie Stewart's red card in the England-Ireland game. Uh, maybe if we lead, lead with you on that one, Daryl. Yeah, well, obviously, firstly, I, I can talk to the gap. Um, you know, what, what concerns me about watching Six Nations uh, is our size. I really, I really believe um, we're going to have a hard job competing um, with the power and the size of, of the French in particular. Um, you know, they're looking very organised on defence, um, got an excellent kicking game, and then they've got that extra bit um, in terms of being able to attack with flair when, when, when it's on. So for me, watching the game on the weekend, you know, we had 20 off All Blacks out there. 
Um, we play a very fast brand of rugby, very skillful, um, but our men aren't big. You know, we're really athletic. So um, in the past, we've been undone by that power and, and the, the size of the big teams. And I just wonder whether we're going to come up short or we pick a team that can compete, you know, go for the big men, um, you know, um, to, to be able to really uh, be able to compete physically. That's my concern. Justin? Yeah, I agree. I, I really do. I, I, I was going to say physicality. Um, it's, it's very evident that uh, when we were coming up against some of the sides that at the moment are playing with great confidence uh, in the world, and that's Ireland, France um, in particular, uh, they just have big back rowers. I think we've got reasonable amount of parity type five, but back row in particular is where they have big ball-carrying, hard men, and if you don't front up physically, you get bullied. And I thought, when I watched the French-England um, game, the French just bullied the English, and, and they're not a small pack. They'd be probably the size of the All Blacks. So I totally agree with what Gibbo said, that we're going to have to try and get that medium buddy balance between that skill, skill and flair that we've got, that, that we possess with some of our, particularly our forwards and their skill set, but make sure they're tough enough because... If we get bullied in a game, we're not going to be able to compete. In terms of the red card, um, I thought it was an absolute bloody joke. I thought it was farcical. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that Stuart was just trying to brace himself. Um, he turned towards the contact because he could see contact was coming to him. Um, he had no intent whatsoever. It was a rugby accident um, more than anything. Look, you could understand because maybe when he braced, he put his elbow out that at worst, they gave him a yellow card and, and, and showed a little bit of sympathy to the guy who got an elbow right in his, in his jaw. But for that to be read when it was a total rugby accident, um, that's where the line and the law is not understanding um, that these things can happen and you can have accidental head contact in the game. They're just ruling any head contact is deliberate and uh, that's just where the balance is off. Yep. 100% agree with you on that. Uh, let's just move on, gentlemen, and have a look at the weekend then, because we've got uh, the 4-0 and Brumbies coming this side of the Tasman for the first time, and they, they, they're going to play uh, the Crusaders this coming weekend. I think the thing that's impressed me most about the Brumbies, Daryl, so far, is what they've been able to bring to finish games, bring off the bench. You know, uh, they can either start with Lolisio and Nick White in the halves, or they can go to Lonigan and Debrasini, um, and they've, they've got a, a couple of pairings there that work really well together. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know the, the two teams that set the benchmark. You know, uh, historically have been the Crusaders and the Brumbies. Um, Brum- Brumbies, the most consistent um, Australian Super Rugby team, um, always been super technical and really well coached. And I think you're seeing that. You know, with Laurie Fisher and Steve Larkham. You know, it's more of the same. Um, and as you say, they've had those that opportunity to develop the combinations. Over the last few years, Lolisio's um, growing into a much better player. And with Nick White there, when his experience, you know, they've got a, a really nice spine developing. Um, it'll be a really interesting test, obviously, beating the Blues. That's no easy feat. Um, but it'll be a real test for them with the Crusaders, knowing, you know, that uh, it's pretty hard to get a win uh, in New Zealand, let alone that um, in Christchurch. Yeah, if we ever think about arch rivals of the Crusaders, uh, particularly through Gibbo in my era, 
the Brumbies is the first team that springs to mind for me. Um, stack full of Wallabies, and, and uh, there's no coincidence that an architect of the, the, the reason that the Brumbies are doing so well at the moment is, is Stephen Larkin, who used to absolutely uh, tear us to shreds at times in the 10 jerseys, and now he's doing it from the coaching box. But um, they're just a really, really well uh, thought outside. Um, they, they know where their strengths are. Fascinating to me that they come up against a Crusaders side that when they tend to get in trouble, they can set piece maul you, that type of thing. Mate, that's a Brumby strength. Um, they, they were always really good off line-out launch, um, usually off the top ball where they had all sorts of magic happening, but they've actually got bigger players now um, and, and they've got a, a better attitude around their, their driving maul. So that's going to be a face, fascinating duel, if I could ever say that, <laughs> about the line-out maul, um, <laughs> a game within the game. So... Yeah, th- this is a side that won't be afraid to play against the Crusaders. Um, you know, hopefully it's a dry night um, in Christchurch and both teams go into the game with the right attitude um, because Wallabies across the board for the Brumbies, equally All Blacks, and probably the Crusaders might get a couple back from injury. Hell of a, hell of a good game and a tough one to pick. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, all right. Uh, Daryl, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Really appreciate your time. Go well. We'll catch up with you soon, eh? Cheers, mate. Cheers. Uh, Cheers, and- good boat.